This is Rush to Reason. You are going to shut your damn yapper and listen for a change because I got you pegged, sweetheart. You want to take the easy way out because you're scared. And you're scared because if you try and fail, there's only you to blame. Let me break this down for you. Life is scary. Get used to it. There are no magical fixes. With your host, John Rush. My advice to you is to do what your parents did. Get a job first. You haven't made everybody equal. You've made them the same, and there's a big difference. Let me tell you why you're here. You're here because you know something. What you know you can't explain, but you feel it. You felt it your entire life, that there's something wrong with the world. You don't know what it is, but it's there. It is this feeling that has brought you to me. Are you crazy? Am I? Or am I so sane that you just blew your mind? It's Rush to Reason, brought to you by Absolute Electrical Heating and Air. With your host, John Rush. All right, we are back. Hour three, Rush to Reason. Mike Cuff joining us now. As I said, he would be earlier co-founder of First Responder Jobs. Mike, welcome. How are you? I'm fine, John. Thanks so much. I appreciate you joining us. Talk to us about what's going on in Illinois, a new law allowing illegal aliens to work in law enforcement. Doesn't sound like a good idea to me, by the way. Uh, I, I think it's going to have a lot of unintended uh, consequences. Uh, but they don't seem to care. They really defend this uh, this law and uh, say it's the way to go, but I think it's uh, uh, keeping a lot of uh, uh, young people uh, away from the job that they may want. Okay. We're to U.S. citizens, and I can't imagine a, um, somebody, a non-citizen, uh, arresting a U.S. citizen. Yeah, to me, that's sort of, and I know this might be extreme, but that's sort of like, you know, show me your papers, but yet you don't have any yourself. To me, I just don't see how that works, Mike. Yeah, you're right there. So, you know, I think that uh, uh, the governor is in the politicians that are behind this, they're really shortchanging the uh, citizens they serve because... uh, you know, some guy may have no idea what our culture is, what the standards are. You know, they may not uh, understand that it's not right to hit a woman or, uh, you know, there's just a, a ton of, of things that um, you just can't teach somebody how to live uh, in the police academy. I mean, they're starting from square one if they Correct. try to... I guess what you really, and I didn't think about that, what you're really saying is you're taking somebody that has a different past history, if you would, depending upon what country they may have grown up in. Because, again, this is we're not saying this is all just folks that are coming in from Mexico. These could come from all over the world, for that matter. And what you're saying is these are people that will have a completely different upbringing, not being brought up here in the U.S., and by the way, Mike, I'm all for legal immigration and doing it the correct way, and I want value brought with them when they come. I think we should have a merit-based system. I, I by no means, though, Mike, will tell you that we should put them into law enforcement when they haven't even become a citizen. To me, that's just wrong, completely wrong. Well, I'm with you 100% on that. You know, I spent 37 years on the job, and, uh, you know, I'm still not away from law enforcement. So I've been doing this since 1975. And uh, I just can't imagine how that would work. 
Uh, well, Mike, but, a, a comparison would be that would be like you and I, even if we took, you know, our connect, you know, take Canada or Mexico, you know, both countries bordering us. It'd be like you and I not being a citizen of either one of those countries going through their police academy and becoming a police officer. Now, Canada there's, is a lot more like what we do here, although there's different cultural things. I know because I had kids that lived up there. They have things that even go on different there than what we have here culturally. And definitely south of the border is completely different than what we do here. Yes, it is. Uh, I think the end result will be uh, people will be less likely to trust police officers. They Agree. don't know who's coming to their house Agree. Uh, when they dial 911. So, you know. No, I agree with you on that. I, and I, and I, I think where you're – by the way, I never really – I mean, at first I just thought, wait a minute, time out. We're, we're gonna, again, we're going to be asking folks that are not legal citizens to basically police over those citizens that are legal. Number one, that doesn't make any sense. But then you brought in this whole aspect of their past history and now bringing that into the equation – yeah, Mike, I just don't think this is not a good idea, period. I don't care what anybody says. I don't care what the governor says. I don't care what the legislature there says. I guess let me let me back up, though. Why are they doing this? What, what What's the incentive to do this in the first place? Well, I think that there is a, a crisis of recruiting okay. people. But uh, one of the things is that, uh, and we see this in our business, uh, that People don't really go through the right steps to try to attract young officers. Some of these places uh, that are uh, complaining about not having any new recruits don't even have an email address. Mm. They they don't have a website. I mean, this is a uh, you know a generation that lives true. Uh, you know. On a computer or on your phone. Well, and, and, and Mike, correct me if I'm wrong, but, you know, and I, I consult other businesses. I do that outside of what I do here. So a lot of what you're talking about I fully understand. But you also, in my opinion, have to make any job uh, entertaining, if you would, or enlightening to the people that want to apply. So if you make it where it's more desirable to get into it in the first place, you, you'll have recruits coming in. Am I wrong or right? Oh, that's exactly uh, what we're trying to condense. Uh, maybe we need you to uh, help us uh, uh, consult on our business because you're right on the money. You have to make so, the job, uh, you know, uh, 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 how should I say, again, you have to make it to where people want to do that job. And, and, and Mike, I'll be the first to tell you, it's not always about pay. A lot of people do a lot of jobs that have nothing to do with pay. So it's not necessarily that we have to pay them more, although a lot of them we could do that and none of them are going to turn it down. And by the way, I don't think they make enough money. That's a whole other conversation. But bottom line, we've got to make this something they want to do. And, and, and again, correct me if I'm wrong, but I feel like because of the, the bad rap we give a lot of police officers, and I get it, there's there's bad in everything that's out there, Mike. There's bad in every industry, policemen and firemen and, and you know, nurses, doctors, et cetera. I mean, that's why there's malpractice insurance, Mike. There's nobody that's perfect. I get that. But by and large, I think our men and, men and women in blue do a fantastic job, and I wouldn't want their job, by the way. At the end of the day, we have to make that job desirable to have people want to go do it. Yes, I agree. It is a, uh, a chance to make a difference, uh, you know, I saw this firsthand. I mean, I've been here since uh, since 1975, but uh, my son uh, decided to become a police officer. And um, 
you know, he really gave us a in, insight of what young people were looking for and what the deal breakers are mm. and what they can strive mm. for. And I don't think that some uh, agencies uh, or uh, leadership like uh, this governor and uh, legislators, I don't think they have an idea uh, that people are looking for a good culture yep. to work That's right. in. That's right. Uh, just like you say, they want to be happy. That's right. They wanna, and there's a lot of reasons to, to join the police departments because, you know, you work a lot of overtime, but you can take off, you know, a lot of time off, you know. so uh, it's, It can be a very rewarding job if done right, correct? Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. I, I can't say the pay's bad. I mean, it's not good for some departments, uh, but uh, leadership needs to uh, address those problems and make it better. Agreed. I mean, there is a failure of police leadership across the board, but, uh, you know, sometimes nobody just tells them. Right. It's an, an objective opinion, just like you did. Mike, how do folks find out you guys, what you're doing? How can they support you guys at First Responder Jobs? Well, our uh, website is one st uh, first responder jobs dot com. Uh, they can email info at first responder jobs. Okay, and um, you know, I I think if if there are departments out there looking for problems uh, or looking for solutions, uh, you know, we'll take on their case. Okay, and we won't charge them anything. Okay, so. For you having having me here, uh, I hope it benefits somebody that's looking for a good cop. Awesome. Mike, thank you. I appreciate what you're doing, bringing this uh, into our attention. I had a listener actually text me about this story the other day, so I was anxious to have you on. I appreciate you joining us. Yes, sir. Thank Thanks, you. Mike. Appreciate it very much. All right, we'll be right back. Absolute Electrical Plumbing, Heating, and Air is next. Don't forget to ask about the Quiet Cool System today. Find them at klzradio.com. Your air conditioner is costing you a fortune, and Denver is the perfect climate for quiet, cool, attic, and whole house technology, so you can save money and enjoy a cool home. Absolute Electrical Plumbing, Heating, and Air is now your source for quiet, cool technology. With a quiet, cool whole house or attic fan, you can use the cool evenings and mornings to your advantage by pulling the cool air in and pushing the hot air out giving you a lower baseline temperature to start with and ensuring that your expensive air conditioner isn't doing all the work. The U.S. Department of Energy calls quiet cool fans the most cost-efficient way to cool any home. Don't sweat your way through the summer this year or pay a fortune to run your air conditioner. Get a quiet cool attic or whole house fan installed with absolute electrical plumbing, heating, and air today. KLZ listeners can save $300 on a quiet cool installation. Just go to klzradio.com slash absolute and fill out the short form. For quality and service beyond compare, call Absolute Electrical Heating and Air. Flesh Law Firm, anything you need when it comes to legal advice or representation, give Kevin a call. He's my personal attorney. It's Flesh Law Firm, F-L-E-S-C-H, 303-806-8886. Personal injury attorney Kevin Flesh of Flesh and Beck Law has a unique background that makes him a more effective advocate for you. He handles both criminal and civil cases. Most attorneys only do one or the other, but Kevin has almost 25 years of experience on both sides, which means he has more practice in the courtroom. 
Most personal injury attorneys will say they have experience in court, but since only about 10% of personal injury cases actually go to trial, those attorneys only appear in court once or twice a year. Because Kevin also takes criminal cases, he appears in court constantly. Kevin has a rare ability to present an argument that only comes from years of experience learning how to read a courtroom. Personal injury attorney Kevin Flesh continues to practice both civil and criminal defense because he believes the courtroom keeps him nimble. Trial tested, trial ready. Kevin Flesh of Flesh and Beck Law. Schedule a free consultation now at 303-806-8886. Okay, in our home transitions, we actually had Catherine and Robin on earlier in the 3 o'clock hour talking about the REUP program. If you missed that, be sure to call them and find out how that might work for you. Find them at klzradio.com. You need to sell your home, but it needs some remodeling. That sounds simple. All you need to do is source contractors, research the market to find out what buyers are looking for, direct the work to be done, hire someone to clean up the mess, do the work, shoot photography and list the home, negotiate with buyers, make concessions, and redo some of the work you already did. Oh, okay, that doesn't sound very simple. But there is a better option. You can hire Kat and Robin of K&R Home Transitions and let them partner with Reup to handle the updates without paying a dime up front. Reup will remodel your home based on what will sell and increase value. They will do the work, clean the mess, and Cat and Robin will market and list the home to sell fast. K&R will help you navigate the process start to finish. You can let them do the work and enjoy the additional cash you make from selling a highly marketable home faster than you could have. Go to klzradio.com home to learn more about K&R Home Transitions and RIA. This is Rush to Reason on KLZ 560. Welcome back. Rush to Reason, Denver's Afternoon Rush, KLZ 560. Special guest joining us now, George Baker, Global Vehicle Security Lead for General Motors and OnStar. George, welcome. How are you today, sir? Thank you, John. I appreciate the invitation. I hope you're doing well as well. We always love having you guys on. Wealth of information. I talked about this in a previous show because it's really making big news, as you know, and that is the whole vehicle thefts, the amount of, the stats, where things are going. And it really is sort of becoming an epidemic, if you would, when it comes to vehicle thefts. We in Colorado, by the way, have been affected by this greatly, as you know. What tips do you have for us along those lines, George? You know, as those numbers go up, uh, I think it's more and more important for us to emphasize to your listeners the the value of making good, smart decisions about vehicle security. Because according to our records, as well as the records of the National Insurance Crime Bureau, about half of all these vehicles being stolen are being stolen due to decisions made by the driver. For example, deciding not to lock doors or deciding to leave vehicles running with the keys inside while they run inside for for a coffee, for example. Uh, uh, Anything along these lines, poor fob security deciding to leave fobs on the the wall to the garage as opposed to securing your keys better within within your dwelling. And then another one is deciding to allow the OnStar service to lapse which means once it's disconnected, then OnStar cannot locate the vehicle for law enforcement using GPS. OnStar cannot, in those scenarios, send a signal to remotely uh, block the ignition so the next time the 
They turn on the vehicle, it'll fail. And lastly, they, we, uh, OnStar cannot assist with stolen vehicle slowdown. So those are all concerns and those are all decisions being made by operators who are subject then to theft as a result. It makes total sense. As, as uh, you probably know, George, been in the industry for, a, well, my whole life. I grew up in a, in a GM dealership, actually, so I have a real connection with you guys along those lines. I grew up in that world and remember even when OnStar you know, first came out and sort of that whole evolution, if you would, as to where things are today. And to your point, people make bad choices and sometimes they don't really think through what's going on in regards to the car, where it's parked, you know, what's going on around them, even being observant to what's going on around them and where they park and so on. I want to touch, though, on the whole OnStar end of things for a moment. Again, that's that's your area of expertise and I think there's some misconceptions sure. folks have when it comes to OnStar, what it does. And I, as a user, I'm, I'm, I'm a full disclaimer here, folks. I have several GM vehicles. I have OnStar on several of them. Uh, I use the product, so I'm very familiar with how that end of it works, George. I'm probably one of the few hosts you may talk to that actually is in that world because that's me. I'm a car guy, and I own several GM vehicles as well. So I also know that there, and this is the misconception I think a lot of folks have, well, it's too expensive. I can't afford it. Well, George, I know as a user there's several different packages, and that's not really the case. It's actually very affordable, isn't it? That's correct. And, you know, I used to be on Star's liaison to law enforcement for some 13 years. And last year, I think I set a personal record of having five vehicles that uh, I'm responsible for with my wife, my, my sons, my parents. Uh, all uh, subscribe to OnStar because I, I know what OnStar can do, and I have absolutely absolute faith in the service. But the bottom line is that uh, uh, if the vehicle is disconnected by the owner for whatever reason, uh, the owner says, OnStar, don't want your services any longer, then in that situation, if the vehicle is stolen, we will not be able to locate the vehicle. We won't be able to do any of those services I described before. So it is very important mm-hmm. to keep that level of connectivity going. And, and to your uh, point, we have a number of different packages that are available. So um, I really can't endorse the service enough. No, and, and you're right. And it works. And we've uh, had some some um, stories that we could tell along these lines as well. And uh, actually, several years ago, I had a vehicle stolen out of my fleet. I have another business where I have a large fleet, and it did not have OnStar on it. And I would tell you, George, that we were wishing at that point in time it had, because had it had OnStar, we wouldn't have gone through the month-long process of trying to find the vehicle. And once we did, of course, it was far too gone and had been in the hands of somebody else for far too long to even want the vehicle back at that point. It was essentially a total. And and those are the sad stories that we don't want people to go through, myself included. And again, that's in a situation where had I had OnStar on that vehicle, probably wouldn't have had that same situation because as you as you said, and this is, again, I think one of the misconceptions, you guys can do some things from your end, or OnStar, I should say, can do some things from their end to control that vehicle, know where it's at, and and really, in a way, um, how should I say, basically make it so that vehicle is inoperable to that thief, right? That's correct. That's correct. That's what we call remote ignition block. And again, that's when we send a signal to the vehicle once we've confirmed that it's considered stolen by law enforcement. And that vehicle uh, uh, receives then a signal that dis- engages or deactivates the ignition on the next ignition attempt. So even if they stole the FOB, 
yep. from your that's right. From, that's right. from the wall in the kitchen, then that fob will no longer function, and that's hugely critical. So when you take a look at the big numbers, though, the National Insurance Crime Bureau, as I mentioned before, they state that uh, the average recovery rate within 24 hours of a vehicle being reported as stolen is on the order of about six, uh, 34%. Now, you look at our numbers across the nation at OnStar, we are recovering at about 75% or more than double the average wow. natural rate without an OnStar-like service. Yeah. And some 1,400 times uh, a month, we are getting requests to locate vehicles from law enforcement. So we're growing in popularity. We are effective in the marketplace. And uh, I really would highly recommend uh, folks that have a General Motors product that they keep that OnStar system active. One last question for you, George, and I kind of know this off the top of my head, but I don't know the exact year, but I know depending upon the year of the vehicle, there are some older, and I mean, I'm talking pretty old vehicles that have OnStar where the capability of communication just isn't there any longer. But I I think I'm safe in saying that the, the age of the fleet right now is about 12 and a half to 13 years of age. Most everything that's on the road today in that age group with OnStar would have full connectivity, correct? Well, it's probably a, a, a number more along the lines of in the last five years or thereabouts, they're going to have full connectivity. Okay. Now, they're, uh, in, in uh, most instances, uh, but that's where we asked law enforcement to contact us to give us the vehicle identification number of the vehicle, then uh, to determine if it's indeed still connected. Uh, OnStar over the years has gone through some transitions, analog to digital transition right. back right. in the 08 frame. And that was the first time when, when vehicles either had to be upgraded at the time or they would lose their connectivity. Uh, but uh, it, chances are real good that late, later model vehicles are indeed eligible for uh, a package, and that's where that connectivity yep. decision is uh, could be a wise one on the on part of uh, vehicle owners. Fully agree. George Baker, Global Vehicle Security Lead for General Motors. We're talking OnStar, of course. And, George, I know the website, and it's just OnStar.com. If folks want to know more about it, how it works, if they own a GM vehicle currently, they can check into it that way. If they're looking at a used vehicle, which, by the way, again, being a car guy, to me, George, that's one of those things where you would look at that versus some of the other brands that are out there, and you may think, wow, you know what? This one gives me a little better peace of mind than it might have otherwise. This one sort of rises to the top because it has that. And, and you know, John, we haven't even talked today about all the life-saving features oh, that's fact. crash and other things. So today the focus has been on stolen vehicles because of this. Just July was the uh, the conclusion of the, of the stolen vehicle prevention month. And uh, the bottom line is uh, really it, it comes as a complete package. You've got to use all the tools against the thieves in yep. order to stay ahead of them. That's right. George, as always, we appreciate it very much. You guys always have great information. I enjoy talking to you. And, again, we'll keep promoting these things and talking about it and appreciate all that you guys are doing for the uh, motoring public, George. Appreciate it very much. Thank you, John. Drive on, sir. We'll do it. Appreciate it very much. Have a great rest of your day. Again, George Baker, Global Vehicle Security Lead for General Motors and OnStar. High Five Plumbing is next, folks. Anything you need when it comes to plumbing, as always, give them a call today, 877-WE-HIGH-FIVE. High Five Plumbing has made convenience for their customers a top priority. 
High Five maintains a well-stocked inventory readily available for their technicians at all times. So the technician who comes out to help you remains at your home to complete the project the same day. On the rare occasion they need a part, another team member will bring the part to them, leaving no more I'll be back in three hours visits. On top of that, their window for service is only two hours, respecting your valuable time and notifying you when they are on the way. High Five Plumbing also offers weekend appointments and evening appointments to meet your busy schedule. High Five makes every effort to make your plumbing experience convenient and hassle-free. You can call or email to schedule your plumbing services with High Five. You want a company who makes your time their priority, so call High Five for that at 1-877-WE-HIGH-FIVE or just go to klzradio.com slash plumbing today. Stream Auto Repair, anything when it comes to your vehicle, please let them know they are there to take care of all of your repair, all of your repairs and maintenance. 303-841-1071. The hot temps around the Denver metro area are just getting hotter. And Extreme Auto Repair wants you and your vehicle to stay cool. When the heat outside swelters, you are at a much higher risk of your engine overheating and failing, leaving you stranded and waiting on a tow. You know to check your coolant frequently, but did you know that low engine oil can also cause your engine to overheat faster? This is especially important in the mountains where your car is driven much harder than on flat ground. Simple things like regular oil changes done on time with Extreme Auto Repair can help protect your engine and keep you safe. In the harsh and ever-changing Colorado weather, it's important to make sure that your car is always in tip-top shape. And Extreme Auto Repair will help you make that happen. Appointments are required for services and inspection. So to schedule your visit to Extreme Auto Repair, go to klzradio.com extreme today. Ridgeline Auto Brokers, anything you need when it comes to a new car, or should say new used car, trading up, trading down, you name it, they can take care of all of it. Full vehicle inspection on their vehicles, 30-day warranty, and don't forget that first oil change is just $1. Are you in the market for a reliable car that won't break the bank? Drive Radio sponsor, Ridgeline Auto Brokers specializes in quality used cars that cost between fifteen dollars to $25,000, making them a great option for first-time drivers or anyone looking for a good deal. They pride themselves on providing a transparent and hassle-free car buying experience. That's why at Ridgeline, they never charge a dealer fee. Plus, all vehicles are inspected by Legacy Automotive, a Colorado Select member and sponsor of Drive Radio. For a limited time, they are offering first-time customers the first oil change for only $1. Every car comes with a 30-day warranty, with the option to purchase a service contract. And at Ridgeline Auto Brokers, there are competitive financing options to fit your budget. If you cannot make it to the dealership in person, there are videos of all Ridgeline cars for sale on their website at RidgelineAutoBrokers.com. Call today at 303-442-4141 to schedule a test drive or visit RidgelineAutoBrokers.com. Ridgeline Auto Brokers, the smartest way to buy a car. This is Rush to Reason. Powered by Absolute Electrical Plumbing, Heating, and Air. 
All right, we are back. Rush to Reason, Denver's Afternoon Rush, KLZ 560. Thanks for joining us. Jersey Joe, what's going on, sir? John, I want to share with you and your listeners something I, I uh, came across the other day uh, regarding where these immigrants are coming from. Everybody thinks, oh, they're coming from Mexico and Central America. Nope, not Guess all. What? No, and, and here's how I found out. New York City, of course, I get the New York City news here in New Jersey. And so New York City's had 93,000 immigrants arrive in the city, and for the past couple of weeks they've had literally 500 of them sleeping on a sidewalk outside wow. of the roosevelt hotel wow. every night because wow. they, they've run out and right now they're scavenging and their residents are upset because they're taking like the soccer fields and baseball fields and they're putting up tents so the kids can't play soccer the kids right. can't play baseball because they're taking all the public parks so in other words the things that were that they're spending tax-wise are not able to be used right now Right. If you're a taxpayer, you paid to have a soccer field, you paid to have a baseball field. Well, it's now a, it's now a, a tent home. Got but, it. But I'm looking at the, and this is a, a Customs and Border Patrol summary for 2022, and this is just illegal encounters. These are, this is not visa immigrant. This is in uh, southern border encounters. <clears throat> and here are some of the countries which are not sundry. Cuba, 220,000. Venezuela, 180. No, that's that's South America. Right. Nicaragua, 163,000. Colombia, Haiti, which you have to cross the ocean to get to Mexico, 50, 53,000. Brazil, 53,000. Peru, 50,000. Ukraine, illegal from Ukraine, 25,000. Russia, 22,000. India, 18,000. Turkey, 15,000. Romania, 5,000. China three thousand, and here's the big one: other one hundred and ten thousand. You know what? Wow. The, you know what's in the other? Somalia, uh, Nigeria. It's mm-hmm. it's all African countries. So, so the the pipeline apparently word has gotten out all over the world. If you want to come to the U.S., get yourself to Mexico. The Mexican authorities will let you enter Mexico, and then you go head north to the yep. border, and that's how you get to the. Yep. Uh, John, this is literally a, a global invasion. It's a global invasion with open borders to our south, exactly. You can't do it coming in from Canada, but you can sure do it coming in down below. Yeah, again, so again, Russia, India, Turkey, Romania, Somalia, Nigeria. John, we, we're, this is not just a uh, south... This is no, 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 yeah, this is not just... I think a lot of folks think that this is just, you know... Migrant workers coming up from Mexico like we've had for, you know, eons, by the way. That's what everybody thinks in the back of their mind is going on. Joe, that is the, that is the least of it. No, I don't think we're getting many people to pick lettuce from, from Russia or nope. China. Nope. They're not coming in. Or Romania. Nope. I don't think people from Romania are coming here to pick lettuce. No, they, they or, are not. And, and, and again, I don't know what it's like in your neck of the woods, but around here, um, a lot of the immigrants that we see here in Granted, they're working and doing what they can to irk out a living, Joe, and they're doing everything from, you know, driving from Uber, Lyft, DoorDash, you name it. That's where a lot of those folks are being integrated into what we're doing here. And why would you go through the hassle of applying for an H-1B visa if you can just get yourself to Mexico and then you go up? If you you come here with a driver's license, you can drive for, as far as I know, you can drive Uber, DoorDash, whatever you want to do, given that. I could be wrong. If I'm wrong, somebody please tell me. I don't drive for Uber and DoorDash, so I don't know the requirements. But that's what I see, Joe. And, John, you're right. And so, you know, the the message I want to get out to your listeners is that this is not just Mexico, Guatemala, and Honduras. This is people from all over the world 
have found out that you can come to the U.S. without going through the visa process. Just go to Mexico, and you will come in. Okay, and, and by the way, I just looked. So, Joe, I'm, I want to make sure that I'm correct when I say this. I just looked this up. As far as becoming an Uber driver, now, I don't know about DoorDash and the rest of it, but for Uber, you have to have a Social Security number. There are no restrictions on your ability to work in the U.S. You can drive for Uber. So there you go. Social Security, can you have a taxpayer, a TIN, a taxpayer identification I, I didn't number? get that far to look. I just looked up sort of the heading of it, and that's, that's the, all the farther I got. And for your listeners who don't know what that is, if you're here in a visa, you may not be able to get a Social Security number, but the uh, Social Security will, or I mean, the IRS will issue a TIN, a taxpayer identification number. Oh, by the way, the- <laughs> yeah, yeah, okay, I should, have, I should have read further. By the way, if you have an H-1B or an H-2B, you cannot drive for Uber because you can only do the job specified in your visa, Joe. So you're better off coming here <laughs> without that. That's right. So if you come here... So if you if right because so, if you come here with, on an H one B, and you work for Uber, you violate it and you risk losing your visa. But if you don't do the H one B process, you just come across the border in Mexico, do whatever you want because there's nothing to lose. Uh, an individual taxpayer identification number is the number issued to some non citizens for tax purposes. You can drive for Uber with the TIN number. See, I told you. There you go. Uh, so, yeah, way, so, so, yeah, so all of what we just said, Joe, and, and, and I, again, this is just my observations in some of the things I've done here routinely around our front range area. And, and I can just tell from, you know, and, and I'm, you know me, I'm a talker. So, you know, when I get in an Uber, for example, to go to the airport or whatever, I'll, I'll talk to somebody. So, you know, hey, how long you been here? You, you know, you can usually tell when they pick you up and grab your bag if they're from here or not, Joe. I mean, come on, this isn't that, this ain't rocket science. Let's just say that. Right. And so I'll get in the car and I start asking a few questions. And by the way, I mean, most of the people I meet are pretty hardworking individuals. They're trying to irk out a living and I get it and I get why they came here and not holding that against them, but I can tell you, that's what a lot of them are doing. Right. And by the way, the IRS, when you request a TIN number from the IRS, they don't, it's not their job to say, to verify if you're a citizen. They don't care if you're a citizen. They just want you to be able to pay taxes or have taxes withheld. So the fact that you're not, you're not here legally doesn't matter to the IRS if you request a TIN. Hmm. You can be here illegally. You can be a murderer. You can be a wanted felon in your home country. If you ask the IRS for a TIN number, they'll give you a TIN number, and you can drive for Uber. Yep, and and Dan just texted me and said, for Uber and Lyft, you all you have to have is a valid Colorado driver's license. And as you know, you do not have to be a legal citizen in Colorado to get a driver's license. Right, so a TIN number and a Colorado driver's license, and you're driving You're Uber. set to go. There, there you are, you're Joe. It's go. all it takes. So, so to your point— there, and, and again, this is something that I think a lot of us you know, forget and probably point fingers unduly at Mexico itself and the citizens there that are coming here. In essence, Joe, that's just a fraction of who's coming. Correct. Mexico is, well, you know, it, it's a big fraction. You know, maybe it's half. But John, when you're talking literally hundreds of thousands of people. Millions. Well, it's it, millions in total. But out of those millions, you're talking... More than 100,000 from African nations. Right, there you go. Yes, yes. You know, um, yes. you're talking between Russia, Turkey, and India, Romania, that's another 100,000. Um, you know, so you've got substantial, and this is just in one year, John. This is not, this is just... Le- this isn't accumulation. This is just one period. Just uh, fiscal, It was fiscal 2022, which ended on September 30th. Wow. So, uh, again, uh, and Venezuela, 
which is not Central America, Venezuela, and Brazil, South America. Well, these people are traveling a long way to get here, Joe. That's the other question I've always had. It's like, okay, wait a minute. You're coming from countries that are literally all the way around the globe. How are you getting here? you got to get on an airplane at some point, Joe. Right, and here's the other thing that gets me, John. If you're coming from Venezuela or Colombia, you are trend, you are, and, and Spanish is your native language. You are passing through at least four other countries, if not five, where they speak your native language. Why are you not stopping and seeking asylum in any of those four other countries you pass through? Uh, again, if you leave Venezuela, you've got to pass through Colombia, and I forget yep. which other, and then you got to come up through Guatemala, Honduras, right. That's Mexico. Right. That's right. And they all speak your native language. Why are you not applying for asylum in those countries? Great question. Somebody else, Joe, just which I forgot. Thank you, by the way, for the reminder of this. If they can get a regular, driver, a regular driver's license, they can get a CDL and drive semis. And, Joe, anymore, it doesn't take much for them to get that, which that's also scary in and of itself. Yeah, John, it's just completely out of control. Yeah. And, and uh, then and Charlie just reminded me that's how the bad accident here in Colorado happened is exactly what we're talking about. Right, the guy that uh, didn't use the uh, the guy that came down the hill didn't use the yacht, you know, didn't use the uh, runaway truck the ramps, runaway, and so on. Passed two of them on the right. way down. Yep. Didn't yep. didn't know what they were. Well, wasn't trained. Didn't know what they were, and, and, and tragically, yep. people lost their lives over that. It, it, so, so it's sad, John. It's not going to get better. It's only going to get worse. No, it, you know, to your point, it is not going to get any better. Uh, you know, thank you for for noting all of that, Joe. I I I've been watching some of that. Of course, we interview folks here all the time along those lines. I didn't have those exact numbers, so thank you for that. Yeah, you can. Anybody look it up? Just look. Just Google um, southern border, uh, uh, southern border, border encounters by country. Hey, before you go, one thing, one other thing, I've been following. I haven't had a chance to talk about, but this is a chance for you to chime in on this. Have you seen, of course, all of the news around Yellow Trucking Company and the fact that they are now going broke? Yep, I've seen that. Yes, uh, that in and of itself is also not good. Now. There's a lot behind the scenes going on there. They were a, for those of you listening, by the way, Yellow Freight or Yellow Trucking Company is one of those companies that did a lot of short loads, I guess you could say, Joe, where everything isn't mm-hmm. totally full and they're, they don't have a contract to pick up you know, X loads at X time on a routine basis. They did a lot of short loads and so on. And you have to wonder, was that a shutting down to break their union contract? Will they be back after bankruptcy? If so, how does that work? Will they be back at all? I don't have those answers. You know, I don't either. But, John, you know, uh, I worked, you know, for Carrier for many years in in Syracuse. And we were a – in in Syracuse, we were union. And we had like 6,000 union jobs. We had four different plants. We had a campus. And we had four plants on the campus in Syracuse. And every year or every two years, the union would threaten to go on strike. They they would strike, and they would win battle after battle after battle. And they won every battle, and they lost the war. If mm. you do a Google Earth yeah. search of the uh, of what used to be that six thousand job factory, it was it's it's an empty lot. It's been mm. bulldozed. Mm. I was part of the effort, and I was sat in the management meetings. We said, look. We cannot be competitive. You know, our we have you know we're in a business where we have global competitors. Our competitors are making this stuff in China. They're making right. this stuff in Mexico, and we are you know and they're paying and they're doing it with labor that's you know four fraction. bucks an hour. Yeah, fraction uh, of the price. Yeah. And these guys are getting you know with with fringe benefits. You know, they're costing us thirty six bucks an hour. We cannot remain in business. So uh, while I was there, and this was from probably eighty five to ninety five. We had a 
every time we we could, we would open a new plant. We'd go to Georgia, we'd go to Tennessee, we'd go to uh, we'd go to Arkansas. We'd even move stuff to Mexico. I actually personally helped move 2,600 jobs out of Syracuse mm. to other states and mm. countries. Um, so the unions kept winning the battle, and they lost the war. And today, again, if you Google Earth, what used to be mm-hmm. a 120-acre uh, campus with, with three manufacturing facilities, has been it's an empty lot. It's been bulldozed flat, John. Wow. And that's what I think happened uh, with the Teamsters in, in Yellow Freight. They were Teamsters, and I think the Teamsters kept... Yeah. You, you, with there's the the bulk of the truckers on the road today are independent non-union yes. truckers. Yes, that's true. And and the Teamsters kept you know demanding more and more and more and and Yellow Freight succumbed to that. So I think those assets and probably even the management will resurface, but it won't be as Yellow Freight. It'll be about a different company that doesn't have an agreement with the unit with the Teamsters. Yeah, and, they, and for those of you listening, they actually filed bankruptcy, I believe, Tuesday afternoon. So, uh, by the way, that's 30,000 jobs that now don't exist. Right. 30,000. Uh, 30,000. And be interesting to see how many of those union Teamster drivers will... Uh, now, obviously, there'll be a demand for more drivers to pick up the slack. Uh, yeah, but as going. you also know, Joe, this is the other thing that will happen in this world. This is kind of why I wanted to talk about it. You're going to see, in my guesstimation, I could be wrong, I, I'm guesstimating you're going to see freight prices increase because of this. Yeah, because they're going to have to pay more. Yep. Um, you know, it's supply and demand, and the greater the demand and the fewer the supply, yep. um, the price will go up. By the way, kind of tangential, but I was I was checking some stats. This is tangential, but if if you place an order for something that's for a product that's in the Amazon distribution warehouse from the time you hit the enter key you say buy now do you know how long before your product is in a box with a label on it ready for pickup by a driver uh how long 11 minutes wow amazing john 11 no, I am, minutes i am ele- i am i have i'm actually where i live i'm actually only 20 miles from Amazon district i have literally ordered stuff at 9:15 in the morning and it's been on my doorstep at three o'clock the same day. That's amazing. I mean that that now, is. I mean, that Joe is a huge game changer. And I, there was an article I was just reading uh, through Apple News a little earlier talking about you know basically the death of shopping malls. You know what's happening to shopping malls and all over the country they're just literally drying up. And a lot of it is because of what you just said. Yeah, John. If I needed you know if I needed a, a three pack of t shirts. Uh, I'm not going to get in my car, drive to the mall, no. you know, park, walk around the mall. If I can order my T-shirts at 9.30 this morning and have them on my doorstep in six hours, I'm not going to drive to a yep. mall, a shopping mall and park and wander through. Agree. Yeah. Agree. Because you know, even if I drive to the mall, walk straight in the mall, buy, boom, check out, I, I still killed an hour um, getting, you know, getting a three-pack of T-shirts or half a yep. dozen sweats. That's right. You're spot on. Joe, I'll let you go. Appreciate it as always. Thanks for the call. Dave, hang tight. We'll come right back to you. Affordable interest mortgages next. Kurt Rogers, 720-895-0500. Many of you are seeing your credit card rate around 18 to 21%. With the feds continuing to raise rates, it's getting harder to stretch that dollar. Take AIM, affordable interest mortgage, 720-895-0500. If you currently have a low rate on your mortgage, but the other debts are not giving you any breathing room, Consider refinancing and getting a blended rate in the fours. Now is the time. Take AIM, 720-895-0500. Get that blended rate in the fours and lower your total monthly payment, six, seven, eight hundred a month. 
We can show you how to lower your monthly debt and keep more of your money, all with a low blended rate. Take AIM, 720-895-0500. Locally owned and serving Colorado since 2001. Let us show you how to own your home faster and pay less interest. Our experience will save you money. 720-895-0500. Affordable interest mortgage. That's 720-895-0500. Start saving six, seven, eight hundred a month now and breathe again. NMLS 298-191. Regulated by door. Equal credit lender. All right, Golden Eagle Financial is next. Make sure your financial future is set and you're on the right track, and Al can help you with that. Find him at klzradio.com. When you go it alone, saving for retirement, Al Smith of Golden Eagle Financial knows you take on significant risk for making the wrong moves with your hard-earned money. When you work with Al, performance may increase up to 20% more than employer-sponsored plans or with automated services. As an experienced advisor, Al uses over 30 years of retirement planning experience to help you understand what drives a good retirement plan. Al gets to know you personally so he can understand your goals, fears, and needs and gives you the best guidance possible given your unique situation. Approaching retirement doesn't need to be difficult. You just need the experience of Al Smith of Golden Eagle Financial to direct you on the smart way to go. So visit klzradio.com money now to schedule a no-strings-free consultation and take control of your retirement plan. Investment advisory services offered through Brookstone Capital Management, LLC. A registered investment advisor, BCM, and Golden Eagle Financial Limited are independent of each other. Insurance products and services are not offered through BCM, but are offered and sold through individually licensed and appointed agents. This is Josh with Business Equipment Service. Here's a message from one of our satisfied customers. Greg with Open Range Services said, With all the things I have to worry about in a day, it's nice not to have to worry about this complex beast of a machine outside my office. BES has done a great job of maintaining it for us, and we use the heck out of it. I have had some not-so-fun experiences with office machine maintenance companies in the past. Thanks for giving me one less thing to worry about. If you are looking into purchasing office equipment or have a problem with equipment you currently have, give us a call at 303-825-5664. As independent brokers, GIA Insurance does not work for any insurance company. They can shop the market and find you the best premium for the coverage that you need. Call 303-423-0162, extension 100, or go online to e-gia.com. It's time to leave your safe space. This is Rush to Reason on KLZ 560. All right, we are back. Dave from Thornton. What's going on, Dave? Not so much, man. Hey, I just had a quick comment on the yellow jobs. Yes. Those 36,000 jobs, that actually is probably a good thing for those people to lose that job because as President Joe Biden says, they can just go learn to be coders like all the oil field workers that lost their jobs, you know? <laughs> So it's, it's a good thing. This is an opportunity. It's an yeah, opportunity, Dave. Yeah, you know, look at the silver lining, right? Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> I, you know what? Um, touche. Good, good one on. Good one, Dave. I hadn't thought of that. Good one. And the, the thing is, with all, all those uh, aliens coming across the border, um, but they don't. No, no, really quick. We're talking about illegal aliens. Or are we talking about the aliens the government said exist? Oh, no, no, yeah, no. Yeah, obviously, two different ones. <laughs> it's another one that happened this week as well. Exactly. Uh, coincidence or not, I don't think so. But, yeah, either way, um, the aliens that came from outer space are 
actually illegal aliens also. Yeah, there you go. Registered to enter. Yeah, good one. Uh, uh, they, uh, Democrats don't seem to realize this is what they've been planning for the last 40 years. Yeah. You know, people want to complain about the current law, immigration laws, and how unfair they are. Well, the thing is, the law that's being enforced right now, or was being enforced, is no longer being enforced, was signed into law in 1996 by Bill Clinton, who held the Democratic uh, uh, presidency and controlled uh, one House of Congress. I can't remember which one. I think it was the Senate. So those are Democratic laws that are being enforced. It's not Republican laws. These weren't laws that Donald Trump just... You know, right. popped out of his head once he right. became president. No, that's right. They've been in place for many, 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 many years, and people don't seem to realize all it's doing is it's making the the life of a working man and woman that much more difficult because everything from the price of fuel to get yourself to the job to the, the eggs that you buy on the way home from that job are shooting up because there's a glut of labor. It's going to be cheap labor, and there's not going to be any incentive for prices to come down. Mm. Good point. To include, you, that's right. to include rents yeah. and everything else. I mean, last, last statistic I heard was it was like $22 million a day that New York City is spending to house uh, illegal aliens who aren't working, who are not doing work, and the ones that are working mm-hmm. are working underneath the table for cash. Mm-hmm. So they're not paying any tax, zero tax, mm-hmm. and they're getting housing, food, and health care for free on, on the taxpayers in New York. Yeah, you're right. Exactly right. Spot on, Dave. Right, anyway. Good discussion. You're the man, Dave. Thank uh, you. No, appreciate it very much. And before we end, about the end of the show here, but one thing I wanted to make sure that we squeezed in today, I was going to get to this yesterday. I didn't get a chance to. Charlie even sent me this, and this is a change. I'll talk about this on Drive Radio this weekend as well, but there's a change to the move-over law. So if you don't know what the move-over law is, that's the law that requires you, if there's an emergency vehicle, on the shoulder, left or right, you're supposed to either move into the other lane, and if you can't do that because of traffic, you're supposed to slow down to at least 20 miles an hour under the posted speed limit. So if the speed limit's 65, you need to be going 45, you get the drift. Well, that's being expanded. Starting August the 7th, so starting Monday. I think it's Monday. Yeah, starting Monday. Am I saying that right, Charlie? Monday, I believe it is. This is now going to protect all stationary vehicles with flashing hazard lights on. So not just emergency vehicles. So if you see someone on the side of the road changing a tire and their flashers are on, or somebody's maybe having to you know, help a child use the restroom or something along those lines. I happened to see one of those just the other day and made me think of this change in the law. And people were just whizzing by at the normal speed, in this case, probably 70 miles an hour. That's changing Monday, and you could very well end up with a ticket if a officer happens to see you not moving over or just whizzing by without slowing down for that particular motorist that may be on the side of the road for whatever reason. Now, again, I don't know how this is going to work if they don't have hazards on, if it's just a vehicle parked, that isn't clear. Sounds like it's going to be a stationary vehicle with fla- you know, with flashing hazards on. So if you see a vehicle parked on the side, hazards are on, starting Monday, you might as well start practicing now. you got to slow down to 20 miles an hour under the posted speed limit or move over a lane either or. 
And they're doing this, again, to help those individuals that have been you know, injured or killed on the side of the road because somebody ran into them, and it happens all the time. It's why on drive radio I always say, if you've got a flat tire, drive to the next exit. doesn't matter if you ruin a wheel. In my opinion, it is not worth being stuck on the side of the road with traffic just zooming by for a flat tire. There's not a wheel out there worth more than my life or anybody's life as far as I'm concerned. None. So you can ruin the wheel for all I care, but go to the next exit if you've got the ability to do so. Do not change that tire on the side of a busy interstate or a busy freeway or a busy road, period. Get off completely the road totally, and then get that tire changed at that point in time. That is my recommendation from Drive Radio. Veterans, Windows and Doors is next. Black Drive Radio, by the way, Dave is the expert when it comes to windows. Give him a call. Anything you need when it comes to windows and doors, klzradio.com. Veteran Windows and Doors doesn't want you to fall prey to gimmicks like heat lamps. They want you to make a wise decision based on facts. Owner Dave Bancroft says making sure your windows are up to code and properly labeled is just the first step of the installation process with Veteran Windows and Doors. Dave promises their windows and doors meet the energy efficiency requirements, are right for your area of Colorado, and are correctly labeled at installation. The NFRC label is attached to the Energy Star label, and both must be energy efficient or you will not receive any of the generous rebates that are available to you. Also, you need a transferable lifetime guarantee on the windows and doors that you invest in for your home, and owner Dave Bancroft provides that peace of mind, too. Veteran Windows and Doors prioritize integrity over gimmicks, because in the end, it's not about the show. It's about the facts. Go to klzradio.com window today for windows and doors that stand the test of time. Suck it up, buttercup. Back to Rush to Reason. All right, that's it for today. If you missed the first hour, by the way, today, you've got to go back and listen to that via the recordings we have up on our website, RushToReason.com, because the National Crawford Roundtable plays next. Today it was just myself, Neil, and Roger. Bob was ill today, so you'll get to hear from me mostly, uh, you know, leading it, I should say. But, you know, we had a good time, and Roger and Neil pitched in a ton today as well. So we had a good time on the roundtable. So you'll hear that next. Enjoy. Otherwise, I'll see you tomorrow. Rush to Reason, Denver's Afternoon Rush, KLZ 560.